Hi, everyone. Welcome to Freshwater Perspectives. Today, we'll be talking about the Chinese floods of 1931, which some consider to be in the top five natural disasters of all time. Thanks for listening. man we're back how's it going uh it's going another week down we sorry i don't i don't mean to take this away from you but i just i need to get this out (laughs) (laughs) i see how you're doing you need to do the floor is yours for like five ish Uh, so so yeah so rachel and i move we moved out to Mm -hmm. of the we moved out of auburn and we're here we're here over in georgia now and so we needed to go back. So our our lease is up on the thirty first. So we thought we'd go back, clean up the old place, make sure you know, get all the dust, clean all the the baseboards and stuff like that. Just be good people, not you know, not leave it in bad shape. Mm-hmm. So we go back. We go. Rachel goes in the bathroom, and she's just like, she's like, oh my god, you have to come in here. So we get in there. Water is everywhere, and I mean, everywhere. The paint is sagging because there was so much water that got in. Wait, wait, at the Auburn one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a continu- there must have been a continuous drip from upstairs for a little bit. So it wasn't their AC unit, was it? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, that's happened I, to me in mine. I called their emergency helpline and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is what's happening. I'm like, looks like there's like some water damage. Just want to let you guys know if you want to get somebody in here. And not coming. so <laughs> this lady forwarded me to this guy and he was like so how bad is it? I was like, there was water all over the floor. The paint is sagging. So it either got behind, it's either in the walls or there was just a lot of humidity in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, but is it like gushing out? And I said, <laughs> no, it's a steady drip. Like I put a bucket under there. He goes, okay, I'll come check it out on Monday. I said, okay. <laughs> Dude, they did that to me one time too. Ugh. The guy, wow. I called him twice one time. For everyone listening, we lived in the same apartment building. I mean, you're um, just, just trying to do my due diligence and be like a good person, right? I know. And then, oh, here's the best part. So we do that, get all that cleaned up, and then we're ready to head out. So right before we head out, I was like, oh, you know what? This washing machine hasn't been run in a minute or two. Like, let me just run that, and then we'll head out. So I ran that maybe like half hour before we left. I'm getting ready to leave. So I'm just like carrying some stuff for the car. Rachel comes out, and she goes, Get back in here. There's water everywhere. And I go, what? What? So I get there. And yeah, the washing machine is leaking water. I go, is someone playing a prank on me? What is going on right oh now? Oh my gosh, man. So, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, so between you and me, and I guess everyone listening, I've that's not the first time that that washer has broken. And I've called maintenance and they don't seem to fix the problem. So I've torn mm-hmm. that washer apart a couple times. So tore it apart. And the outlet hose that drains the water from the basin popped off. So mm. I just got in there, reattached it, and it was fine. But Does we still need like so a we... like a um a tightener, a fastener. Yeah, like a hose clamp. It popped hose off. Clamp. So just, yeah, so I yeah. just had to just get it back on there. But uh, so it was just so annoying because we would clean everything up. So we brought some paper towels with us to clean up just in case. We used them all mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So then we see that and I'm like, we had to leave, go buy paper towels. I went to the lab to get the the socket set because i didn't have anything to mm-hmm. i didn't have my tools with me poor mad oh, and then man. the soccer team rachel and i follow lost 
four nothing. So it was a good day. <laughs> Poor Matt. <laughs> I know. Oh, and then sorry, mm-hmm. just just trying to wrap everything up here. Uh, so while we were in town, I wanted to get Rachel's wedding band, mm-hmm. and so I gave him the little card this woman gave me her card with like the product number written on the back so i give her the card she, and they're looking for it she's like doesn't look like we have it but here's one that looks close to it and i was like okay can we order it and the guy comes over he goes i'd recommend you order it eight weeks ahead of time and i go so you don't want my money right now or what <laughs> he's like yeah mm-hmm. just come back in september and i said okay <laughs> so i'll come back in september <laughs> poor man dude. what a terrible salesman Mm-hmm. Yeah, lock that deal down. I know, really. Jeez. But anyway, so uh, that's what's that's uh that that was our that, not even our week. That was just oh our weekend. Man. Was just the past two days, dude. You're starting this podcast on a low note now. Sorry, man. No, I got to bring it back up. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, it's just going to be low. And spoiler <laughs> alert, everyone. This uh, my podcast episode is not necessarily fun oh (laughs) it's the great chinese flood of 1931 one of the top five natural disasters of all time not a cheery podcast arguably the top yeah Mm. but um what else going on anything uh besides that honestly everything's going good rachel is so she's past the part where she's being shadowed by the doctors so she's kind of doing her own thing now so wow i think sometime last week she saw 18 appointments in one day which is kind of par for the course, but it's just I can't imagine seeing eighteen people in one day. Like, Dude, is she is she commissioned to an so, extent? So, so she has a base salary, yeah, and then she has production she has to meet, yeah. So she has to earn like twenty percent of I don't know some number, but once she everything above production she gets to keep. So that's her commission. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, dude, I so. wish we had that in our field, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's a productivity bonus is really what it is. I am trying to figure out a way to do that. Could you do, I mean, anyone that brings in like, uh, what's the word? Grant money? Like, yeah, grant money. They get like a percentage. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say 10%. They did that for the tribe probably. I used to work at before my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah I mean, the bonus, I don't know. Yeah, something. Well, because I was ta- even I was talking to, who was it? I think the dean of the grad school was asking about like, oh, should we, should Auburn do something like that, you know, to give students a, because some schools have, if you get it into, so if you publish in a journal, that's, you know, above a certain impact factor, you get like a $250 stipend, just like mm-hmm. bam, $250 bonus. And then just mm-hmm. any publication, you get $50. And then I don't know any, if it hits so many citations, you get like a hundred dollars. I was like, Ooh, I mean, I don't think anyone would say no to that. Uh, I think that'd be great. So. I think our former advisor brought that up at a meeting once and we all balked at it. Um, at least I did. And I should have said yes. Cause <laughs> well, I think it was the way he brought it up because he does yeah. do like bonus or not bonus, but he gives us a raise every year. But I think he said in lieu of the raise, should yeah, we do it was something like based that on publications? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I know. Ugh. Yeah. I remember that. Huh. Yeah. Well, fun, Matt. <laughs> so, yeah. So what what have, uh, what do you guys got going on? Okay, I'm bringing I'm bringing it back up, dude, okay? <laughs> um I bought a truck today. What? Ooh, ooh. For work or for you? For me. I bought what? the work truck a couple weeks ago. Um oh, so I you bought a, me as a truck guy. Um well, we do a bunch of outdoor stuff and it's like we have a Subaru and it's like, dude, it's just so 
you know, we go canoeing, everything's wet. You throw it in there. Mm. It's a confined space. It's like, ooh, this mm-hmm. is supposed to be our nice car. And then, so Sam got a position in our small town. Oh, nice. So, like, we're not commuting. She, oh. Did I tell you what she does now? She, uh, no. She's, <laughs> she's the director of the library. She's the oh, library director. The director? Wow, good <laughs> yeah. for her. And director. Holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. Dude, well, awesome. the Beelies are running this town. You have no <laughs> idea. There's only so many buildings. We oh run two goodness. of them. <laughs> <laughs> what a power couple you two are. Jeez, man. Oh, dude. I know. She applied for a job. Super proud of her, dude. She's, she like, she's like, should I apply for this? I'm like, dude, shoot for the moon, man. I was yeah, like, good for her. Dude, dude, my next job, dude, is going to be just shoot for the moon. Yeah. Not saying that my job isn't shooting for the moon right now, but like, I'm like, like it's going to, like, you do always. What are they going to say? No, that's it. That's yeah. all you can do. So, yeah. So, wow. Congrats uh, to her, man. Yep. Jeez. So she's been doing that for a couple months now. Oh, wow. But that's all. She was commuting. We have a Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. And then we have a Subaru Outback. Mm-hmm. The Honda Accord was mine because mm-hmm. I was, I was commuting for the last couple of years onto the, like the reservations and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, she goes two blocks one way. I go two blocks the other. I walk to work every day. Oh. So I was like, well, I don't, I don't need a, it's a 2017, like a cord. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't oh. need this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bye. So it's with bittersweetness that I, I'm going to let that one go. But okay. so are you, I'm guessing you didn't trade it in. You're going to sell it. Sell it. Okay. So we bought, kinda... my dad found one. My dad's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. So it's like nothing's gonna go past him anyways. So might as well just be like, let's just let's get dad involved because everything I sent him was just like, oh no, don't do that. Because I'm so I am when I say new truck, new to me. It's a 2004. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 dude. But I was like, I not new because I was like, what do I want in the car? I'm like, I need something to get us. Like the big hospital is like 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. We got the Subaru. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, we'll just drive the Subaru. So I basically I need a car in case the Subaru gets broke, like bro- breaks okay. down. Yeah. And then I was like, otherwise it will rust. It's just going to rust there. Mm-hmm. So I figured out, I was like, what, what's my, I just need something to get to the, the trucks like end of its life. I'm the last mm-hmm. one in this. There's no, <laughs> there's no resale. There's nothing. I, I'm the guy, you know what I'm saying? Like it's either mm-hmm. going to be with me or it's going to the scrapyard. And uh, yeah, we found one. <laughs> My dad always, he's like, I don't know, dude, he's got that like mentality. Like I do until I get, I get where it's from or like, like the entrepreneurial, like, but like just like the scrappiness, you know? Oh yeah. So like mm-hmm. he always finds like stuff where it's like, dude, it's not a marketplace. So it's not well advertised. It's like, you know, like he knows the community, like the community is like an, an aging community. So it's probably like an elderly person. Like they don't need to drive mm-hmm. anymore. Like he's yeah, it's just, he knows his like box, mm-hmm. his buy box. Mm-hmm. He found, he found one dude. He found like. Yep, mm. just yep. Nice cul-de-sac, like a retired community was sitting oh, there, nice. and um, looked like the, the wife's husband recently passed away. And oh no! Trying to sell it, I was like, Dad, this is not the first time that that story has come up when it comes to my cars that we've purchased oh, no. before. <laughs> Dude, he's not predatory, but he just knows he's like, like, yep, yeah, like I don't think this is on. Like I have, he goes on like Facebook marketplace. So he knows it, yeah. you know, he's like, this I mean, isn't on Facebook marketplace. So as weird as it sounds, you're kind of, I mean, you're doing them a favor. You're doing her a favor, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Their hands. And it's not oh. like he's, yeah. Yeah. He's not dripping like, them. I'm going to give you $50. No, it's like, dude, <laughs> I have, like, yep, this works, but it's always, so it has like 120,000 miles on it. 
little bit yeah. of rust. I was like, I don't care. What's the make? Give it to me. But then two. Oh, so I hope this happens. I hope this happens, man. Um, I am on Facebook Marketplace too, just scrolling through, blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. I found a cop car in this little town about fifty <laughs> miles away from me, and um, it's oh, it's I think it's a fi- like a volunteer fire department little car, mm-hmm. well, a Crown Victoria. Oh yeah, Crown Vic. <laughs> yep, and it's got the sirens and everything. It's like sealed bids, and I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then like we, I went past it like in real life, you know, because it was just this like Facebook thing. And it was really weirdly written. I was like, what is going on? And then, like I drove past it and like there's no signs in the window and there's no signs in like the local newspaper, like saying like this is even for sale because like mm-hmm. you have to solicit bids. I mean, mm-hmm. we do if we sell our vehicle, but I, I submitted a bid. That is, I think the bid Why? opening is ne- the bid opening. Oh, it was before today, like before I found out like this truck, this is like, oh, so you have to mail in a sealed bid. So like I bid like 600 bucks and I was like, oh, am I going to have a two for one like week or something? You know, like <laughs> just have two vehicles what are you gonna do with a cop car. Dude, I don't know. I think they're like dimmer. Like, the lights will be disabled once like it leaves the, the lot. I was like, yeah, why? <laughs> no, why you stop well, no, I want to be like. Well, can I sell the lights? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to part out the, but no, dude, it was actually a nicer car. Cause I was like, dude, for like, I bid like $600 mm-hmm. for like a, yeah, an older, and I was like, I can, that can rust out in my front yard too. I don't do it. It's yeah, just the, dude, yeah. Okay. But anyways, so that's, okay. That's the predict. But if I get a cop car, you'll get, I'll put a photo somewhere in Freshwater Perspectives. Please do. Like whoop whoop. <laughs> That's awesome, Officer Bueller. Uh, what's the make of your truck? Uh, the F one fifty Ford. Which okay. Ford's? It's yeah. fine. They're fine. I think in in when I become an adult, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have money. I'm gonna get like a Ridgeline or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, New Honda. version, not that old stuff. The boxy Honda truck, dude. What are you doing? I'm big Honda, dude. This is the best. Ugh. It's so bittersweet because the Honda is the best car I've ever. I agree. Had, like a Honda Accord, a Toyota Corolla, yeah. Like longevity, can't beat it. I'll agree with you oh there. Oh my gosh. The thing is just, I was like, really? Because <laughs> I've only had Chevys and Buicks, mm-hmm. and it's just a crapshoot. It's like, oh, you hit that bump weird? Well, you better just go to the <laughs> store right now because you're screwed. So, but other than that, um, okay. we've been we've been on the river, man. That's awesome. On the That's river, great. got my allergies are going crazy. I thought I was sick. Oh uh, no, nope. it's allergies. That already hit. I hit long like two months ago down here. I already had that that moment where all the pollen was just all over me. So I'm good now. I'm past that point. We did a outreach event at this like uh, it's called the Scientific Natural Area in Minnesota. Hmm. It's like a base, almost like an easement, I think, where like people mm-hmm. can preserve their lands. Where it's like something really spectacular is going on so we did like mm-hmm. a like a show and tell for lack of a better word to like our residents about it and like we yeah we went through and there was like these trails but then like we started going off the guy leading it um yeah he started going off trails like into the high weeds and i was like oh i am severely allergic to this stuff but i was like woo! <laughs> and now the last two days i've been i've been feeling it i can't taste oh, anything no. i haven't been able to taste anything really? since february because oh, of covid geez. And then I got a sinus oh, I infection. Forgot. I forgot. 
Oh, I've no. been able to take, but like now that the definitely these last two days, I'm like, or really, I guess it's the smell. I can taste sometimes if I, you know, hmm. gum it enough. Gum but it enough. <laughs> yeah, man. Huh. Okay. But yeah, other than that, just doing work. Okay. You know? You know? Nice. Nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. So in this podcast, we'll talk about the 1931 China floods or the Chinese flooding of 1931, um, however you want to say it. And this is referring to major flooding that occurred in the Yangtze River, June to August of 1931. In total, 2 million people died during the flooding event. Holy uh, 150,000 people died outright due, due to, or excuse me, drowned outright when like the flooding like really mm-hmm. hit. And then others, you know, millions of others died to lack of food disease cholera for example wow. some even estimate 3.7 to 4 million fatalities um, <sighs> occurred because of this flooding and this is why this is called one of the world's deadliest disasters yeah not fun but it'll be educational so um let's get a background so the for those who don't know the yangtze river that's in central china goes towards the east um, the largest to flow through asia and is the third largest longest river in the world it comes in at a length of 3915 miles mm-hmm. along it along its banks lies major cities such as shanghai luzho and wuhan uh, the watershed is 650,000 miles and has I guess the watershed, that's square miles. Mm -hmm. And it has 170 to 180 million residents. Just unfathomable numbers, right? Um, It's a little smaller than the size of Alaska. Um, And it flows from plateaus, plateaus, sleep mountain ranges to valleys and eventually enters, empties into East China Sea, the East China Sea. Hmm. Um, what's interesting is that these steep valleys, I mean, if you, if you Google the Yangtze, you'll see, it. I mean, it's really like just boom, crazy steep. This is where mm-hmm. the, the three rivers gorgeous is. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, um, these steep valleys create river flow bottlenecks that can leave the river not being able to empty for many months. Oh, and this area is affected by monsoons. Yeah. Oh, so. I see. If you get a bunch of water in this area, it's not, it's, it's going to, yeah, I don't know, bottleneck. I mean, that's the best word, right? It's mm-hmm. slowly going to come back out. So crazy. Um, inhabitants of the Yangtze River watershed knew that this area is prone to flooding and therefore sought to regulate this through a series of dikes. Okay. We got mm-hmm. preventing, so this is preventing flooding in certain areas. Mm-hmm. This dike system allowed for the facilitation of agriculture that spread widely throughout the region. So lots of flooding in the area um, through this stabilization of the dike structure. You could you get agriculture and agriculture really spread off. So we got mm-hmm. these farmers are subsisting on this and um, things seem to be going well. But, um, you know, a factor before this is that some of the dike system was not re- well regulated. Uh, dike control monies, depending on, you know, the governmental situation uh, could be siphoned off for other projects like funding wars yeah that's yeah typical periods of dike failures and rebuilds occurred in throughout history in this area Mm -hmm. so not 
the best designed. So this was like the early 1900s. Did they mention anything about like the, the construction? Were these like mostly earthen? Was it like concrete or anything? Or... Earthen. Um, okay. From what they, well, spoiler alert, what they rebuild, two meters high by two meters wide. Oh, that's not very big at all. Not that big. But did the, I guess for a lower amount of water, right? But yeah. Yeah. So let's get into this disaster. Very quick introduction. Mm -hmm. So this was at the start of 1931, actually the winter of 1930 to 1931, um, which the region experienced a severe winter. Okay. So you got a lot of, you got a lot of snow going up there. The upper areas of the Yank Sea was covered large deposit of snow and ice. Um, early spring melt occurred in the higher elevations and that began to flow downstream, raising water levels and Another one, the groundwater table. So whoosh, everything's wet, saturated. Yep. Uh, and then this is where it gets crazy. In July alone, a record 23.6 inches fell in the river basin in one month. The area typically observes two monsoons during the typical season. Seven monsoons occurred in one month alone. Oh, dear. One and a half times the amount of annual rain in a single month. Oh, dear. So you got snow melt, and then you have this just bananas rain events. Mm -hmm. Bananas. Mm -hmm. um, so things are, you know, you know it's, it's flowing, right? You got the size of Alaska. It's going down. Mm -hmm. uh, true disaster struck in August 25th, 1931, when the dike of Lake Gaoyu, G-A-O-Y-O-U, failed. This caused a flood of water to cover 180 kilometers, square kilometers, the size of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut combined. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, immediately after the, that flooding, so this dike failure, 150,000 people drowned in the immediate phase of the region. Jeez. Yep. Um, but the flooding was only the beginning. As wise is known as the most deadly disaster of the world. Um, so you got July, harvests are in, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so that flooding, I mean, middle middle July, like this is an area, if they, if you, I mean, it has snow, right? So it has that cyclical season. I mean, mm -hmm. you're not gonna be able to put in another crop, you know, past July, right? So yeah. that's big. Um, that flooding of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, that size also, mm -hmm. Um, destroyed stores of food as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, in financial terms, it was considered that each family lost one and a half times their income, their net income in a single instance. Jeez. I know. Um, and then, yes. Okay. So I just saw that. Um, as they head into that 1931 winter, that they just no no time to replant. Yikes. Okay. Mm. Um, other economic factors also played in after the flooding. So the cost of labor dramatically dropped. Everyone's looking for a job. Okay. Mm -hmm. So labor went down and then the price of grain skyrocketed. Supply and demand. So everybody needs to work mm -hmm. to get money mm -hmm. to feed themselves, but there's no food to eat. So the price of food. So it's like, yeah, just ooh, basic economics really uh, messed up um, the farmers there. Um, wealthier individuals could afford, you know, they could either leave or afford the price of foods. Um, <clears throat> and there's also a conflict, and this is kind of poorly 
like dick um this is also poorly i think written about where i found this information from but mm -hmm. there was conflict in the region occurring first off there was um if i am saying this right and i apologize the, the the group that was in power the gao mindang okay um they were the group in power they were they're fighting the japanese invasion as well as the communist party was rising up as well and they're fighting that off um so this like strife between especially the the Gamadang and the the communist party um that prevented recovery so there's groups trying to like provide recovery in that area and they they like weren't letting anybody in oh geez oh i know um that, that prolonged the famine uh individuals resorted to performing cannibalism Ugh. others eating tree bark and soil Oh dear! <laughs> I, I should have broke this up with something fun like there's one podcast i was listening to that was about like um the concentration camps and they had like just random like between every like major thing that happened they would have like a fun fact about like a 90s sitcom <laughs> i think it was like the fresh prince of bel-air or something <laughs> i was like i should have done it for this one yeah it really but, softened the blow a little bit i know Jeez. i'm sorry everyone but i've never heard about this until yeah right yeah me Jeez. either um so okay the area saw hundreds of thousands of individuals die during the famine the fall of the year uh the death toll was 422,000. Hmm. um this is believed like that i don't know they, they kind of think the numbers were fudged they were thinking 3.7 to 4 million hmm. um but so over time too like um malaria cholera so you got you got starvation but then you have these other disease occurring um, malaria alone because of the water that spread throughout the region just ramped oh. up a bunch of mosquito mm -hmm. production mm -hmm. uh 300 000 people died of malaria alone Jeez. uh what was another interesting one was um there was the spread of a freshwater snail that led to an infection called schizosomiasis a hmm. fever swollen liver blood and urine and stool an overall death rate of one in a thousand hmm. but when you have an area that was high some of the areas got this and because people mm -hmm. are walking in water there's a snail yeah. you know they're drinking water hmm. um that had this this thing and uh 61 of the population um oh i'm sorry so okay sorry so one in a thousand became you know that was the death rate but you mm -hmm. think if there's potentially a one you know 170 million people in this area mm -hmm. like that can really ramp up right yeah. um so in the area 61 percent of the population became refugees moving to populated areas like wuhan so wuhan was a major metropolis mm -hmm. um but wuhan alone um had an estimated 400,000 people that were brought to homelessness from the flooding that occurred in the area so it's just like people were piling on bad problem yeah all this stuff so that's the bad stuff. It's still going to be bad. But mm -hmm. how did it get fixed? You might ask. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we got major flooding, uh, all this stuff. Uh, so the Nanjing government that had control of the area worked to provide a response. Um, again, Nanjing government, depending on what, like, what you read, they had different names. So that was the, 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 the Gaomandang mm -hmm. government, same name. But um, they like commissioned a person named song zuing who's in charge of the national flood relief commission mm -hmm. holy moly think about that job 
good lord um <laughs> that's where like where do you start like my um, question where do you start was it fauci like uh who ran the, covid the covid mm-hmm. like something i think it got politicized but still like that guy was in charge of like covid operations like you could take it as you will whatever like that played out but still just that that position had that much to do it's like oh my lord like where do you yeah. even begin mm-hmm. one yeah, bite at a time i don't envy that position mm-hmm. yeah um okay so so some of the reports that i read uh, kind of like there's a kind of insinuated that disasters with leaf was leverage for ensuring the political party that was in place would be kept in the area so is that going on too there's mm-hmm. so much going on economics we got politics. Let's say seems like a lot of politics. I know, unfortunately, are involved. So we're we're straying away from natural resources, but you mm-hmm. know, it, it did all play into this. So it was the aftermath of a natural resource event. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Japanese invasion that was also taking place at the time. Um, the government was also dealing with that. So, like, think about. Oh yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Yeah, what was going on? Yeah, during this time. Oh geez. Like, how do you run a war when like half you know? Uh, well, I don't know. The percentage of the population but you have this crazy event happening well, yeah an area Ugh. the size of almost alaska is underwater oh um so there was more help that came in through, though now so the league of nations um had oh, refugee okay. refugees, f experts john hope simpson a prominent like this is like what he did was it he came in so it's interesting hmm. like people like that's their like how do you get pigeonholed in these little like not little these giant things yeah. right i mean like, like nowadays that's the guy nowadays at least in my undergrad there's like a major for disaster preparedness but i like yeah how do you be an expert in yeah. like disaster relief in 1931 yeah think about like fema right like yeah Jeepers. yeah yeah um so okay so one thing that they tried was to issue bonds to fund the process of fixing this problem uh, that failed okay. due to the japanese evaluation mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um China negotiated wheat and flour from the United States to come over. Uh, they still had to figure out how to get into the area. Bandits and communists, again, the communists were attacking suppliers to like spread relief. So um, relief oh. workers were kidnapped. Like there's just this hmm. whole thing. Like, yeah, it's a complicated situation where it's yeah. like the people need help. The government's kind of got its own agenda. You got countries around it are trying to yeah. help. You have one, you have a neighboring country in invading. Meanwhile, war. Like, yeah. It's just. just... Oh geez, that sounds like yeah, that's a interesting logistical nightmare. You think Japan was like this is this is it? You know, what I'm saying like, is this ever going to happen right now? And then they just like threw all their resources. Yeah, I well, don't know anything about the China, like the Japanese invasion. The only thing I do know is that so this is kind of what led to this is the little bit of history that I know around this time is Russia was got its it was on the it was on the verge of its civil war. And I believe it was Tsar Nicholas at the time was like, oh, we'll just go over to Japan since they're trying to invade China. We'll beat up Japan a little bit and then everyone will be happy. Everyone likes it when you win a war. So Russia went over, tried to beat Japan. Japan beat the crap out of Russia. And then Japan's like, oh, well, why don't we just keep going then? And then they just kept, right. they literally just kept going. I need to like re, maybe that's like an old person thing to, you know, it's like get really big <laughs> into like world history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know, just, it'll that. happen i think i think once you have a kid somebody gives you just a big world war ii book yeah you know? <laughs> jeepers Ugh. so 
Uh, work still continued, though. You know, this is all happening. There are some downfalls, but still going. Uh, mm-hmm. What's of note, though, was 1.1 million workers were employed in a historic labor attempt to mm. restore the dike system in 1932. So oh. dikes, two meters high, two meters wide, were constructed at a length that would have spanned the entire equator. That's wow. how much of the dike system was incorporated. Holy crap. Isn't that interesting where, like, I would love to see, like, a governmental playbook. Because, you know, think about, like, um, the Great Depression then like, that came on the the Civilian Conservation Corps. Like, mm-hmm. get yep. these people C-C-C. employed, do some, like, communal good, and there was mm-hmm. all, like, resource. I mean, it's stuff that, like, actually, like, what I'm doing, like, that's, you know, kind of where some of the stuff stemmed from. Like, yeah. these terracing the land, all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like... Yeah. I mean, I think the, the TVA was even the TVA was a little bit had had to deal with that too. Some of the rebuilding, at least down south, the Tennessee, Tennessee Valley Authority, just trying to kind of get people busy after the war. Yeah, I think. Um, I think Auburn. Some of those ponds were made during that time too. There was a couple I mean, of initiatives with it. The, w- it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you know. All, I mean, a lot of these older schools, for sure. I'm sure. For those of you who don't know, Auburn has like 300 basically like hand-dug ponds. So they're just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, that's where it got better. You know, there were still some issues, disease, squatters, communist sympathizers. But the process kept going from there. Um, you know, that next season they were able to plant and things got better. I... I don't have a solid end to it, and I feel like I'm ending quickly. But that's that's the story. This wow. is where all like other people. So, um, a flooding that killed anywhere from 150,000 to four million people, depending on what you, who you're asking, what you're measuring. Um, historic rainfall events, government struggle, famine, disease, so on. They all played into this. Um, one thing that I was going to mention before I end, though, that prevented major flooding in this region from occurring is the Three Gorges Dam project. This was the world's largest power station. Mm-hmm. It started, they talked about this in 1932. So what was is completed now, um, they talked about this in 1932, and then they like stopped chit-chatting about it, then brought back, stopped talking about it. So 1994 is when it actually started, the building mm-hmm. of it. Completed not so far in in the past right so like it's it's a newer mm-hmm. thing and it's oh, it's enormous. a massive system it's an impressive feat of engineering yeah so people you know can say that i mean we've talked about dam removal and stuff and like that for sure it's one of the things that they bring up is this three gorgeous dam um mm-hmm. yeah it's weird that it like it stopped it was on stopped and on but like then if i mean i'm it, sure the the cost was or one i think it was the plausibility because it's yeah. such a huge system, such a huge yeah. span you have to kind of get across. And then I'm sure the cost, you know, it's like, yeah. how do you even pay for a project like that? Where do you yeah. get all the materials? Is there that much concrete in the world? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just like the Hoover Dam, right? Where yeah. it was like, people are just dying. They're just covered mm-hmm. in concrete. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. good Lord. Um, but yeah, so but- that is arguably one of the world's most deadliest natural disasters of all time. Well, that's crazy. I, I know. never heard about that. That is unfortunate. Crazy. It always it's always unfortunate when these natural disasters are kind of 
worsened by politics, you know? Yeah. Like the disaster relief couldn't get in there because, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, and like, hmm. one thing that like this being like an American, it's, and I went to like a, a smaller school, mm-hmm. but like world history, man, I need to really brush up on it. I feel like like my education failed me in high school about this, even in China oh, alone. Yeah. I mean, there is just a oh, litany. 100%. Maoism, China, all of it. Like it's just absolutely. crazy. Yeah, no. I think the only thing they teach you about Asia is Vietnam. Yeah. And they glaze over that, at least when oh, I was, yeah. when they were teaching it to me. Oh, for sure. Um, like we didn't cover the Korean War or anything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, a lot of what I know from history is just because my dad loved history. I watched a lot of history. I still, every now and again, yeah. I'll catch like a history channel special. But yeah. Yeah. But all right, man. Nice job. Uh, thank you. Um, oh, if anyone out there happens to know more about this subject and wants to yell at us via email, feel free to shoot us an email over at fwperspectivespodcast at gmail.com. All right, Riley. See you later. We'll see ya. Thank you.